0: Straits brings legal and business insights at the intersection of the shipping and energy sectors. This podcast series offers trends, developments, challenges and topics of interest from Reed Smith litigation, regulatory and finance lawyers across our network of global offices. If you have any questions about the topics discussed on this podcast, please do contact our speakers.
1: Hi, everyone. And thank you for joining us on Trading Straits today. We're going to be talking about sanctions and particularly the sanctions on Belarus that have been imposed by the United States, the European Union and the United Kingdom. To kick things off, my name is Lee Hansen and I'm a partner in the London and Washington DC offices of Reed Smith. And I have with me today my colleagues, Brett Hillis and Alex Brandt. Hi, guys.
2: Hi, Lee. Hi, Lee.
1: How are you guys doing? Why don't you introduce yourselves and then we'll we'll start talking about this exciting topic.
2: So, um, absolutely. So, Brett Hillis, uh, partner in the Energy and Natural Resources team in London. I focus on regulatory matters, including financial regulation, sanctions, anti-money laundering, and all things regulatory.
3: Thanks, Brett. And uh, I'm Alex Brandt. I'm a senior associate out of our London office, and I'm in the transportation team with a focus specifically on sanctions. And you know, this has been a busy, a busy time for us, a busy 24 months, probably longer. So uh, yeah, but excited to talk to you guys about Belarus and the sanctions we've seen imposed there. So yeah, back to you, Lee.
1: Thanks. Alex. I mean, I I think, you know, what you were saying is is a bit of an understatement. On the, the level of busyness with regard to U.S. sanctions, I know, you know, everyone had sort of thought that this new Biden administration would would take a, a markedly different approach towards how the previous administration was handling sanctions. But I think, you know, just from from everything we're seeing that our clients are facing, there really hasn't been that much of a change, quite frankly. Different tone, certainly, but, you know, for the most part, sanctions seem to be you know forging straight ahead. And you know one of the I think more interesting programs we've seen recently and certainly sort of demonstrates President Biden's attempt at a more multinational approach to sanctions cooperation in sharp contrast to his predecessor is this Belarus sanctions program. And I think it's also safe to say that the US sanctions on Belarus have lagged surprisingly behind those imposed by the UK and the EU for example which have really been leading the charge in sanctions on Belarus. But I think what are we seeing, Brett, I'll start with you. you know, what are we seeing you know, within the industry and, and how companies and organizations are responding to some of the, the oddities of the Belarus sanctions program?
2: No, thanks, Lee. So I, I think one of the, I mean, there's lots of kind of elements to the Belarus sanctions, but I think one of the elements which I think has got particular kind of industry concern is around... The sort of restrictions on the import of petroleum products. So there's a there's a few issues around that. So firstly, uh, what is a petroleum product? It's it's not defined. I mean, the, there's some, you know some law out there in Europe around what a petroleum product is, but it's not really based on sanctions law. It's not performs part of sanctions law. So there's there's some industry concern around that, for example, as to whether or not it covers gas products. And that's a big issue because Belarus is is you know one of the routes that kind of Russian gas kind of comes into Europe. And of course we're already seeing, you know, with the some of the sort of supply issues kind of in the gas market and very high prices in the UK and across Europe, you know, that there's there's supply tensions there. And so some people are concerned around the impact on the gas markets how do you sort of diligence um, that you've complied with this sanction given there's kind of uncertainty about you know what's a petroleum product and there's also you know concerns around what does import mean and certainly that there's nothing in the belarus sanctions to say that it excludes transit of, of products through belarus so this has got a lot of kind of industry kind of concern you know, that the sanctions are are maybe not sort of practical and they don't work very well, you know, with the way that these markets, particularly kind of gas hubs, kind of operate. So, I mean, there's, there's, I think in that area and I think in others, there's kind of interesting kind of questions about what diligence kind of industry players are going to do. I don't know, sort of, Alex, if you want to jump in on that,
3: yeah, Brett, thanks. I think, um, I think it's right that due diligence, particularly in the, the, the world or the space that I occupy in the transportation sector and particularly the shipping sector, um, there's been a, a spotlight shined on this sector. Really, we saw, we saw that come to a head with guidance issued by OFAC, State and, and the US Coast Guard in, in 2020, which really highlighted the expectations of the US government in respect of sanctions compliance by this sector in, in in a way that I don't think anyone really expected before. And, you know, we're talking about insurers, talking about flag state, bunker suppliers, you know, the, the list went on and on and it was absolutely horrendous. So we've seen our clients, we've seen the sectors scrabble to respond to the due diligence requirements, but it has taken time. And then just as we thought we were getting there, we, we have these Belarus sanctions um, that come in and they are, technical in nature and you know you've been talking about the problems that we've experienced with petroleum but i mean on my side of the desk we've seen a lot of stuff surrounding potash and the problem the problem we've had here is that clients are struggling to take their existing due diligence practices and morph them into uh, something that can be applied properly and effectively to the potash sector and i think one of the reasons for the difficulty is that certain grades of potash are allowed and some are not and it's all uh, the, the, the EU regulation on this and the UK law follows is that you have to look in the annex and you have to look at specific CN or HS codes to see whether you're in and out. And so what it requires is a significant level of due diligence on the part of the compliance team and the integration between the frontline commercial team, the compliance team to make sure, you know, are you screening your counterparties? Are you getting the cargo documents? Are you getting them in good time? And are you able to understand them and accept the trade or reject the trade? and go forth and I think one other area that's causing quite a lot of difficulty is that we're now in Brexit territory so the EU and the UK have have obviously bifurcated their sanctions regimes they're very very similar and actually the the Belarus uh, the Belarus sanctions that have come in are very similar but they have they have different technicalities to them they started at different times the the way that for example pre-existing contracts are dealt with is different and so what you have is, particularly in the, in the transportation sector, where you have a number of different players, you have financiers who, or, or insurers that may be in the UK and then you've got clients from the EU, you find yourself in very difficult territory when you have these new sanctions that come into play. And so having robust practices uh, is key. Having a compliance team that stays on top of the, the law and stays on top of the guidance that's promulgated by the UK, the EU and the US is equally key. And I think that's a, a, probably a neat segue back to Lee on what she's seeing on the US side of the fence with Belarus. Lee, you, you indicated before that the, the EU in particular has led the charge on this. What's the, what's the US doing here with Belarus?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's really interesting because I think you know we're all sort of used to seeing the US taking charge and really sort of driving the, the global sanctions position on a particular country or, or individuals. But what we're really seeing is, much more limited action, you know, particularly by President Biden and his administration. The executive orders that he's put out, which are giving OFAC the ability to sanction, you know, certain categories of individuals and companies, you know, leaders of the Belarusian government, you know, officials and directors, anyone operating in the security sector, the potash section, construction, energy, you know, those types of um, areas, defense, of course. And they've targeted a limited number of individuals and entities at the same time that they um, put these sanctions in place. I think you may recall when these sanctions first came out back in in August as part of the combined approach between the the U.S., the U.K., and Canada, one of the high-profile targets of the sanctions was um, Belarus Kali, which is one of Belarus's largest state-owned enterprises. And one of the world's largest producers of um, potash. At the same time, though, that they sanctioned Belarus Kali, they issued a general license with a wind-down period that's ex- coming fast on expiring, which um, is, I think, December 8th of 2021, which was really to allow US and foreign businesses some time to sever their ties with this company. But the sanctions imposed, you know, on this particular organization might have a potential for greater impact on the the entire potash section, because there's no exemption for potash products that you were talking about with the K20 of between 40 and 60%. Yeah, So it's a little bit different. And I think, you know, might have a greater impact because these sanctions, you know, again, as we've seen over the years, are secondary sanctions. So they can also apply to non-US persons. So it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out.
3: Yeah, Lee, I, I can see that. I can see that being possibly a sea change because because of the importance of the U.S. sanctions, because of the importance of the U.S. dollar, we may yet see, as we've seen in so many other programs, the U.S. sanctions eclipse, eclipse what 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 the EU and and, and the UK have put out. So I think that would be really interesting, and I can I can I can see now that early December is going to you know give rise to a number of a number of so sort of fresh queries in this sector.
1: Yeah, absolutely agree. I wonder, just
3: picking up on one point that that you made generally about the the Biden administration and multilateralism, one of the things that you and I have dealt with, and I know, you know, Brett as well, has been the US sanctions on Iran and the UK and EU anti-boycott legislation. I mean, crystal ball time here. Do you think it's fair to say that under the Biden administration, we're going to see less of that sort of uh, conflicting laws? Is it reasonable to expect that we're going to see the more multilateral approach continue? What's what's the what's the word from the hill?
1: <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, I, I do think this this particular administration is is much more interested in sharing the weight of the world with its allies. So I think we are going to continue to see this multi you know lateral approach towards most sanctioned programs. Absolutely.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And Brett, your crystal ball. What do you see as being the hot topics in the next couple of months in terms of sanctions? What do you think is going to be keeping you you awake at night?
2: <laughs> so I think probably Belarus, you know, a, a continuing. I expect sort of some of the issues kind of around kind of Hong Kong potentially. You know, we don't really know, but that is a potential hot spot. I, I think the sort of the general thing for me that kind of comes across is just. The increasing complexity kind of around the sanctions regimes in that you're seeing if you like you know mm-hmm. russia china with the kind of counter sanctions that they've put toward kind yeah. of western schemes over the last few years the the way in which the sanctions regimes are kind of far more sophisticated i mean these are all trends i cannot see changing I really I really can't I can obviously I kind of agree about the kind of increased kind of multilateralism on the US side. I do wonder whether you know that's going to be reciprocated in Europe. There's an interesting question there about sort of how how Europe would approach sanctions going forwards. But I just see I just see that kind of this as an area unfortunately you know being one where That that kind of complexity and the sort of possibility of kind of conflicting regimes, I think will just continue, certainly for the foreseeable future.
3: Yeah, I I completely agree, Brett. And I think, you know, all of our clients have exposure across jurisdictions. And I think, you know, it's just there's only so much one can do by way of countermeasures. Due diligence is key. And and just keeping on top of these things, um, I think, is going to be essential going forward.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, the, the, the sort of the need for kind of, you know, diligence and kind of keeping on top of things, as you said earlier, I think it's just going to be more acute.
1: Well, great. Thank you, guys. This has been a great discussion as always. And um, we want to thank all of our listeners for tuning in and look forward to welcoming you back on our next edition of Trading Straits. Thanks.
3: Thanks so much. Thank you.
0: Trading Straits is a Reed Smith production. Our producer is Ali McArdle. For more information about Reed Smith's energy and natural resources or transportation practices, please email tradingstraights at readsmith.com. You can find our podcast on Spotify, Apple, Google, Stitcher and Readsmith.com, and our social media accounts at Reedsmith LLP on LinkedIn, Facebook and Twitter.